This is the Death of a Dream podcast. Do I say podcast in the beginning? Can't remember. This is the Death of a Dream with your host, Hannah Nuss. So every day we've been talking about what is your dream and where did it die? And a lot of my dreams kind of lived and died with athletics and I felt like the only space where I was fully accepted as who I am this super uh it's almost annoying how competitive I am um actually I was in a conference last week on Friday and we were doing um some a creative mindset exercise and someone said if you use the puffballs in your creation you get extra points which there aren't even extra points and I instantly start coming up with ways to utilize the puffballs like really Hannah you know that there aren't even points like you talk about that all the time in trainings that you do and when you used to coach like okay if you get this many points like the points really never matter you have to set it up so people kind of take it serious but like I know better than most people I'm specifically trained in knowing that the points don't matter. And yet, here I am finding ways for the puffballs to make it into my prototype. Like, I don't know, there's something wrong, wrong with me. But really, what the things that make me amazing really only find comfortable space in an athletic arena. So these things that I gravitate towards, which are like, motivational quotes and um, being inspired and being competitive and wanting to win and improvement and getting better and fighting status quo and finding a way to win and finding a way to be the best like those those things that make me different and better don't really have a space in the everyday life which I think is why I got out away from volleyball for a little bit and then I came back because I realized that that person doesn't belong anywhere, doesn't fit anywhere except for maybe an athletic arena. And so I came back and started utilizing those skills and I started vibing with them again and I'm like, oh yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is, this is the good that this kind of person can do. It really can only happen in sports. And since that's not a real job, I guess it looks like kind of my side hustle or just coaching. um, Because I never made it, I never went and did the thing that I was hoping I would do. So it's, it makes sense that I would gravitate back towards that when I didn't find those opportunities in my day to day right when I didn't find a way to make it happen every day that I woke up. And true to me, I start searching them out and I go to coaching and, you know, that made so much sense. And then I realize that I don't want to only be this person a number of days out of the week or a certain season of the year. I want to be this person all the time. And I want to 
utilize my strengths more than just 4 to 6 p.m. weeknights, right? How do I do this all the time? This gives me so much energy and drive and pursuit. I mean, I woke up hungry to do this work every single morning. Most mornings I was driving. So when it wasn't in season, I'm driving in every morning with my kids a half hour coming in doing lifting, taking my kids back to school into daycare for half hour and then driving the same half hour back to go to work. And I never got tired. It never wore me out. It was my lifeblood. It was me being who I want to be in my life. Like this is who I'm supposed to be. I am this person when I am my best self, I am doing this work. And pretty soon after doing that work for long enough, it just felt like, why can't I be this person all the time? Right? And then what I began to realize is that I can't, this person doesn't really belong in my nine to five. She's not welcome there. And the reason is most companies and most businesses aren't set up for people to thrive and you aren't surrounded with those people because most of those people live in much higher wings of your organization than I've ever been in, but maybe some of you are blessed. And a lot of you are blessed to sit in those rooms and to be around those people. But for the rest of us, or for more people like me, you're sitting down and only getting glimpses of that. And those glimpses aren't enough right? I started to realize that when I got to show up as this person who got to motivate, who got to push, who got to lead, when I got to be that person, I'm better all the way around. And so most of my time swayed more to my passion project, coaching, than it did to my nine to five, because my nine to five wasn't inspiring. I didn't get to lead. I didn't get to push and motivate and be this person. I only got to be that person when I was on volleyball court. And most of my life was the same. Right? The normal world doesn't accept you pushing and being more and being motivated and wanting more and finding something that pushes you somehow the athletic community does, right? That is a love language readily adopted by anyone in athletics. And so it feels safe there. There are more people like that in that arena. It feels good, right? You feel accepted. Those conversations you have about being more and dreaming bigger and wanting more and pushing until you win every last point, that's accepted, When you leave that world, when that world comes to an end, you start to realize that you don't belong as that person. That person doesn't live here. That person isn't accepted here. 
because the majority of the world has had that beaten out of them. If they even had it still left from any experience that they had, they realized that they aren't accepted as that person and they gave it up. And why wouldn't you? Right? And bless those companies and corporations that you work for that let you be that person. Um, but my belief is that a lot of us don't get to be that person if we are. And it's hard. And you start, you know, when you start on your journey, you're so excited and you're so fired up because you're beginning and, and there's so much beauty in that. And then you get impacted by the first person who is living the dream or heard this one this weekend, another day in paradise, like literally, why isn't it? Why aren't you living your dream? Why isn't it another day in paradise? If this isn't who you want to be, why? Why? What happened? What told you that you couldn't? Right? For me, I just start to realize that being excited about life and being super motivating and motivated and excited and sharing quotes and, and wanting to do better isn't accepted by most people. And the amount of hate that gets rained down on you for being that person or the amount of judgment or I think I did a podcast earlier or the amount of times that you hear, oh, what are you on? Like, I'm not on anything. This is my lifeblood. This is who I am. And when I don't get to be that person... I start to shrink away from her. I start to become angry and spiteful and frustrated because I can't be who I'm meant to be. When I can't be this person that's on this podcast talking about these things, right? It hurts me. And when I had to leave volleyball, I was so scared of who I would become when I didn't get to be that person anymore. And I was feeling called to go create something that allowed me to be that person more than volleyball even did, right? And the scariest part was finding who you become when you leave that comfort zone. And the even scarier part was, will the world accept you being this person? Because it's already rejected you being this person. You already learned this, that these people don't exist in the world, that these people don't have room here. The majority don't want what you have to put out, girlfriend. Right? And it was so, so scary to turn it in and to stop. But I kept being called to this higher purpose or to devoting more of my time to figure out how to be this person more than what volleyball even allowed me to be. And finding new space that maybe didn't exist before and putting time into developing what it looks like to be this person more and leaving the comfort of that because that world has always accepted me being this person. Leaving the comfort of that was so scary. Words can't even describe how scary it was to walk away from that. And yet, I had to. 
I had to because I have to find a way that was taking time that was comfortable, right? It was easy to be myself there. It was. It matches perfectly. It always has. That's why I never left before. And this time I had to be strong enough to walk away and strong enough to know that I was going to come up with how I walk as this person every day. What am I developing to be this person? And I had to walk away from that because that was the safe version. That was great. No question. No question that I was this person. No question that I was good at it. Just it didn't allow me to live fully in the person that I was meant to be. And so I had to walk away and now that I get questions about that, you know, do you miss it? I do, but I also don't because I get to be this person more and it feels truer, right? It's not like this kind of interpreted version of who I am. I get to actually be this person every day and show up as this person and the joy that I get from that and walking down that path, I can't even explain if I wanted to. And man, it was hard. And the problem with being this person is that this person doesn't really belong in many spaces, right? And generally, if you're (laughs) this kind of person, which God bless you if you are, um, (laughs) you You don't find common space with many people because a lot of people aren't living their dreams and a lot of people aren't moving in the direction that they want to move or that they're being called. A lot of people are just giving up on that, right? Because it's scary, because it's unknown, because it's uncomfortable, certainly. And a lot of times when it looks like you creating what it looks like, yeah, dude, I feel you. It's so scary you can't even think straight. But at the same time, that nervous energy is also energy of excitement, right? What if you do mess up? What if what if this passion project does happen? What if what if? I don't know, right? But you're gonna feel alone and lost and scared for a little bit unless you start finding and calling on that community. And I've been blessed to run into multiple sources of community and to have people who are reaching out to me saying that this is making a difference. That my story, though it's not the same, is similar to people. Or they can see where their dreams died and they can start figuring out why and how to overcome it. And I'm starting to develop how I would help people get through that, not only through this podcast, but also through um, maybe one-on-ones with people and also through just webinars. And I created a couple of handouts that you can write it down that we can start to drill this down and start to figure it out. And 
Um, I'm hoping to be able to accept people into that community and start working. Um, I'll probably do a test group and that'll be a free test group to see if we can figure out um, the death of your dream and how to become reborn. But creating what that looks like was the scariest thing that I would ever do. Because it's not really drawn out. It's, it's really just a thought in my head and it always has been. And, and how do you get over yourself enough to bring it to life regardless of having it all figured out? Right? And, and working on it when you feel called and moving in that direction when you have time, which you'll never have time. Trust. I have the least time. Um, but I'm committed to making even these small steps forward. And I'm a I'm a establish a baseline type of person. So if we if we establish a baseline and I've been working on um and for the next 90 days, thank you to my tribe call last night, um, I'm gonna be committed to finding a baseline with and I think last night I even said that I was gonna eat healthy. And what I've been conceptualizing in my mind is that eating healthy is crazy, considering I don't really eat at all, um, or eat consistently, right? And so I can't, like, that's almost three steps ahead of where I am right now. What I need to do is create a good baseline and then allow myself to start building on that. So for me, eating healthy um, isn't a good baseline because I'm not really eating consistently, right? So I have to establish a good baseline to be able to build on that. So my next 90 days is just going to be eating in, eating at home, bringing my lunch, being committed to that. And once I, once I find that baseline, I can start building on it, but I'm not even comfortable here right now. And so thinking that I'm going to establish a habit that's kind of three levels up from where I am right now is crazy talk. I am setting myself up for failure, people. And last night I'm sitting and I go and get ice cream with my daughter because why wouldn't I? I'm about to start on this eat-in journey. Like, go treat yourself, girl. Um, (laughs) And we go and we get it and we're sitting at the table and it's just my three-year-old and myself. And I look over at her and she is like mentally lost in the flavor of this ice cream cone. And I just look at her and she's just kind of like staring at it, staring in it, staring, like not even mentally capable of listening to anyone because she's so in this moment with this ice cream cone. And when I look at her and I realize that I feel that, I've been the same exact way. Like, I know what that feels like to get lost in that moment, to get lost in the deliciousness of that, to get lost in the food and the comfort and the endorphins that that's releasing. And I realize that these habits, these moments, 
she's getting from me. She's obviously seen me have that moment before. Like, that doesn't just happen. Right? She doesn't just pick these habits up from, like, the ground. Like, hey, oh, I found this being lost in the food that you eat. Hey. Um, she sees it. Right? And so right in that moment, I'm like, enough. You can't continue to be a victim of this. You're not allowed to. What does your baseline look like? Because just saying you're going to eat healthy doesn't work, hasn't worked. Okay, and, and why is food important? Well, what I begin to realize is that when I'm not eating well, okay, and, and not even like when I'm not eating well, when I'm just eating, when I get time, when I'm just eating whatever's in front of me, when I'm living to eat, when I'm in that moment, I'm tired and I'm not focused and I'm not present and I'm looking for the next opportunity to eat something crazy because it's going to give me that rush that I need. It's, um, it's, it's an addiction. Don't even question it, right? And I begin to realize that I've set my daughters up for that moment, right? Because when I'm not eating and fueling our bodies, and I am the CEO of this family, when I'm doing that to myself, I'm also doing that to them, right? And so my commitment for the next 90 days is to reestablish a good, healthy baseline, Right. And what does that look like? Well, I need to start if I'm going to start eating healthy. Right. And that's going to be down the road. But even eating at home is better than what I was doing. And so I need to start establishing this new baseline of eating at home because that first stair step is going to allow me to start adopting healthy principles and healthy ideas. But if I just jump to that, right, and that's at least three steps away from where I am right now. If I just jump to that, I'm going to start spinning in failure, right? I need to establish a good baseline around food and food habits. And that looks like just eating in, right? Not allowing myself to venture out because when we eat in, even that's healthier than what we're doing right now, right? Even if we're eating craziness, it's still better than not having a plan and not eating at home, not eating our homemade, right? And guess what? That's going to save money too. Ah. So, So I want you to set up anything that you're doing as such, okay? What does the baseline look like for you? Not where you want to get, okay? Let's establish a new baseline and let's at least let ourselves live accomplishing that baseline before we start adding new levels. So I like to accomplish anything for at least 30 days and prove to myself that I can do this before I start adding on, okay? Before I start trying to level up from that baseline. So for the next 90 days, which trust me, this girl needs help with food. And when it comes to that, and the honest reality is I keep trying to level up with that. Everything else, all of my other five to thrive, which is a Rachel Hollis movement. If you haven't joined the last 90 days, go ahead and join it. Um, Just because it's a new community that's going to help push you. So 
anything that I'm trying to adopt, I want to I want to figure out what my baseline is and at least start committing to that first. And then start looking for opportunities to level up, you know, one by one, how am I going to start adding this in, but you got to establish a good baseline. And I'm going to start with food and start establishing a good baseline with food. And that doesn't look like eat healthy. That's too many levels away from me. I'm going to fail up there. I have been for the last year. Okay, this baseline for me looks like eating in. No more eating out. No more not having a plan. Okay, let's start practicing that. That's going to be my new baseline. And once I establish that and I'm killing it and I rock these 90 days and I eat in, um, then I can start leveling up. Then I can start eating in and eating healthy. But my baseline needs to look like eating in, finding opportunities to eat in my house. Stop not having a plan, right? And then I start forcing myself to have a plan and not overdoing it with trying to have a plan to eat and making sure that that's healthy. Because then that also means that I have to teach myself how to cook new food. I have to put so much more time and effort into learning new foods and I'm beat before I even get started. So find that baseline. And then the second side of that is not only not setting yourself up to fail, right, establishing a new baseline, but a realistic baseline. So if it looks like just taking, it doesn't have to look like what it looks like for everyone. So if they tell you that you need an hour to commit to self-care, and you're like, guys, an hour? That's crazy talk. Don't do it. Okay, what does it look like for you? If you're going to start adopting this, what does a good baseline look like for you? Because you can always add in. And as you start to prove to yourself that you can find 15 minutes in your day, that's where you can start expanding it. And if you prove that to yourself for a month or six weeks or whatever it has to look like for you to realize that you can do this, that's where you start leveling up, right? Maybe it looked like 15 minutes taking time, taking self time. And now that you've done that, you can find 30 minutes because you start to see the value. You prove to yourself that there's value here and that will allow you to start adding back in whatever that looks like, right? And if it looks like food for you, you know, if I can prove to myself that I can get on a schedule, that I can cook every night, that I can find a way to do this, then I can start leveling up. Then I can start adding in a healthy recipe a week right? But when I set myself up to do all the bananas, there's craziness there. There's impossibilities there that I can't even start to think about because I'm setting myself up readily to fail at this, right? I'm like, okay, girl, you got this, go fail because you can't do this. And So let's find a baseline. What does it look like for you? How is it realistic with where you are right now? Stop overdoing it. Okay? Start finding a way wherever you're at. Because sometimes it doesn't look like knocking it out of the park and starting three businesses and killing it. But maybe it looks like just starting a podcast. Right? What does that first step look like? If you could create a baseline, what does it look like? And that's how this all started. If I was going to start building 
a motivational platform, what's the most realistic step that I can, that looks like to me, that made no sense. Um, you know, what is that? And it started with a podcast because that was the cheapest, most accessible and not even, okay, that there was a lot of work and energy and thought and pursuit that had to go into that. But now I have this new baseline established. And now podcasting for a half hour every morning doesn't seem crazy. Now I can start to add in new things, right? But I had to start that somewhere. So the second side of that is really finding people that will push you because we started the day with there are not people that think like you that push, that want to dream, that want more, and that will stop you dead in your tracks if you don't start setting yourself up around those things. So what does that look like for me? Well, when I left volleyball, all of a sudden it was like I lost all of that. I've lost all of that support. I've lost all of that love for who I was as a person. And that was the scariest thing that would happen to me yet in life. Yes, I realize that I'm spoiled because for goodness sakes, if that's the scariest thing that's ever going to happen to me, amen. Um, But really the reason that that was so scary is because I don't know who I am without this. And the world that I live in doesn't support me being this person. So I had to start to seek those things out, right? And that looked like reading books, which I already was. But let me just drop this little piece of advice. If social media is where you spend your time, and I am guilty of this, I am a scroller, I am a liker, I am a tapper, whatever. If social media is where you spend a lot of your time, that is the greatest place to build up these networks of support, right? And I, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll start to see that I'm sharing things all the time that push me and motivate me to keep going. When I was struggling with finding places of support when I left volleyball, all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I got to be honest, most of the things on my Instagram or Facebook feed only make me feel worse about myself. That's not good. Well, guess what? There are about probably 1 million accounts that are the opposite, that are going to push you to do better, that are going to motivate you, that are going to push you past your own limitations. I share those all the time on my Instagram. Follow those people, okay? Because you need to start building up these spaces where you are against the opposite of what you're going to hear every day right? So I want every time that you kind of check out, I still want you to be fueled with energy towards whatever you're going after. Because every single, no matter what you're going after, every single day that you have to show up as anything but that, right? And you probably will. There are probably instances in your nine to five where you don't feel like you get to show up as that person, or you're surrounded by people who aren't like-minded, And when you have to show up as that person, that can be exhausting. And 
you will find more people that are the opposite of where your headspace is. So when you check out or when you check into these alternate realities, I want you to be surrounded with a tribe, with a f- with places you follow that are going to push you in that same direction. So if you're on Instagram, I share that stuff all the time. If you're on Facebook, they exist there too. Um, you'd probably just have to search for them a little harder because Facebook is a hard um, world to live in. It is not a happy place. That's how I described it last week. Um, <laughs> so Instagram, they're easy. I like and share them all the time on my stories. So if you see somebody, go ahead and click and follow them. Um, because if I'm sharing them, it's something that has pushed and motivated me in the past or in the present. So go ahead and start building up those networks so you can stop swimming in this place of not feeling accepted as this person. 